0: The MI Golf Podcast with Paul Kelly and Morris Jay. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the NI Golf Podcast episode... 68, I believe. 68, you believe? I believe. There's I'm some never debate sure. over that, but okay. 68. So, on this evening's episode, Mr. Kelly... We've our normal pro and amateur news wrap-up. We'll be looking back at the US Open, of course.
1: Uh, We'll hear from Emily Toy, who won the Women's Amateur Championship at Royal County
0: Down. And Paul has been for a chat with Director of Golf at Hilton Temple Patrick, Eamon Logue, about the course, about the greens, coming back to fantastic uh, condition, and about a charitable day that they're having. Uh, But first of all, we're in the salubrious surrounds of Hollywood Golf Club in the new Performance Teaching Academy. Uh, We're gonna have a little video going up uh, on our YouTube channel, very shortly as well just uh, we were here today did a wee bit of filming with the uh, director of teaching here at uh, Hollywood that's Ricky McCormick mm-hmm. so if you check out our YouTube channel you'll see the video and that's where we're doing the podcast from uh, the seed And week. I have to say so. it is this for time out since it has been finished two simulators two high-definition simulators tr- three trackman Bays the bar which is always handy it's really uh, very good and the, the bay is actually open to look down the 17th fairway so it's pretty, it's pretty sleek, so you can whack balls down there that's and then of course next door they've got the gym and the changing facilities and the showers and you're all that kind of the stuff. The gym? You never, you're never out of the gym? I've been in the gym twice I'll have you know for your facetiousness.
1: <laughs> By the way given the summer that we've had I presume this place is getting plenty of use already. Well that's it you can hear the rain beating <laughs> down yeah.
0: on the roof now so uh, yeah it'll
1: it's be fantastic really good you can spend a lot of time in it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, with our summers the place will be
0: bummed you know. So,
1: so anyway listen it's See, Irish Open's the next big thing on the horizon, MJ. It is. And we had a competition there a few weeks ago. Uh, to win some goodies, which included amongst other things a pair of lovely headphones. Yes, you were very um, generous donating those. Well, I did feel bad after you you giving away all your open goodies. Yes. Although the although the prize winner for the open has still never contacted us, we might have to yeah. do another draw. We'll have draw. to do
0: another draw, or to have to re, republish, re-publish
1: and do it and redraw. Anyway, so the winner this time is Frank Hanna from the Downpatrick area. Well via done, Frank. Twitter. Well done, Frank. Now, Frank, I'm going to DM you in the not too distant future, so please. Please return
0: the DM. Otherwise, you don't get your goodies. Right, on to the U.S. Open then, and a
2: fine win for Mr. Gary Woodland. 68, 65, 69, and 69. 13 under par, a 72-hole total of 271. That ties the second-lowest score in U.S. Open history. And for the week, no three-putts and just four bogeys. That also ties a U.S. Open record. Uh, Gary, you're now a major champion, a U.S. Open champion. Uh, describe what it means to have your name on this trophy with some of the greatest players to have ever played the game. It's, it's hard to. Um, you know, I've worked hard my whole life. I've been surrounded by amazing people um, and always just wanted to be successful. I didn't know what it was, what I was going to do. Um, fell in love with golf, and it's transcended to today, and it's, it all kind of came out of me. I never let myself get ahead all day today, just kept telling myself, you know it's never over it's never over it's never over when that last putt went in it kind of all came out um like i was more nervous afterwards than i was at all today so it was uh i'm glad it's over with yeah several great shots out there but just want to focus on two before we open it up to questions 14 the second shot there and then of course the chip on 17. let's start on the par five yeah it was it was one of those where we talked about my caddy and i talked a lot about it um it had been pretty easy to lay up there and uh You know, he even said it was a tough wedge shot. He's gave me more confidence on that shot than, I mean, I'll give him all the credit. He's the one that told me to, let's play aggressive. I've been telling him all week, I've been good. Let's play, take aggressive lines. Um, Game feels good. Game feels good. And I was even thinking about laying it up there a little bit. And he said, let's go, let's go, let's hit three wood. And it was one of the better swings I made all week. But he, you know, him telling me to do that gave me confidence um, and it executed, it ended up in a perfect spot. And you know, that birdie there kind of separated me a little bit from Brooks um, and gave me a little cushion.
1: Well, the 35-year-old finished on 13 under par, with Brooks Koepka second, three shots back. Rory was down in ninth in a tie for five under. G-Mac was fifteenth on three under, and Shane Roy was tied for 28th on one under. It
0: wasn't a bad outing for the Irish. Now, it wasn't. You know, a pretty good, a pretty good showing from the three boys. Uh, you know, all in the top 30. Indeed. So, and, particularly and for Shane, who started off atrociously and came back. Yeah, yeah. And G-Mac, obviously, he's showing yeah. that form still there. So, yeah, he seems to be just. Uh, sort of in the right, way, projecting in the right way for uh, Portrush. It would be some story. That would be some story. Just getting in through one of the
1: qualifying spots and then going and winning it.
0: No, you know what's what's the odds? You know, I
1: don't know what the odds are yet, but we're worth right, looking okay, at. Yeah,
0: because it'll be interesting to see, see what the bookies think. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has arguably a better chance than most well he should know it because like he knows he knows it he's, he's played it did, did I hear him quoted last week and he said he's played couple it over couple ta- times at least a couple hundred times at least do you know oh do you know uh, him and Ricky Elliott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so him and Brooks it's down to him, him and Brooks on the last day they're five shots ahead of the field yeah. big darn of course played That's a fair bit true, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: so it'll be interesting now the one thing about US Open MJ before we talk about Rapport Rush is the time that it was on Yes, now stupid Now the o'clock. USGA have to sort this out.
0: Yes, they can never hold another US Open on no, the west coast COVID. of America ever again. It's just pointless. And so, uh, Well, what they could do, they could go even further, go to Hawaii. And then it would be OK. And then would be all right, because you'd get up the next day and watch it. <laughs> so you could, we could, we could hope, cope with that. We well, were just getting into it. All oh, right. stupid. Time to go to bed. 20 past 10 and Rory's just teeing off.
1: Like Time to go to bed. Like, <coughs> like, how can you watch <coughs> that? Boggers, boggers. There's people going around like zombies. Because they've been out the night, about, what what happened to you? Oh, I was watching the golf last night. No, no, where, could, uh,
0: where could Trump invade? Skellig <laughs> <laughs> Island. Where's he not thinking about being <laughs> in Kerry? <Beg, laughs> could have the US Open. He could actually, whenever he's in residence, does it not become like a part US of territory, like yeah, a US embassy? It does, it does. So could he not then be in residence at Doonbeg? have the, the US Open, Open. at Doonbeg? Job done? That's... An incredible Genius. idea that's Genius. an incredible
1: idea so listen Rory unfortunately he probably I don't know how he'll walk away with that what do you think he'll work away annoyed at himself or did he just give himself too much to do
0: no I think he I think he's probably come to the realization that not every outing can be a Canadian Open or a Players oh, or oh, it was incredible. you know what I mean so you know he didn't actually do too bad he, one day that wasn't particularly great was it the Saturday Yes. yeah, yeah. and then you know, his work round was the 72 at the end. Yes. Like
1: it was a 72, it's not <laughs> as if he no. shot 82. No, exactly, but he needed a 62. <laughs> <laughs> he needed a 62, he just
0: gave himself too much today. Yeah, but you know, look at the, what was it, the 66? 60, 68 to start off with. 68. I can't remember what the yes, other two scores yeah, were. Yeah, so you know, right, playing all right. He was very much in touch after two uh, rounds, three rounds. Do you want rounds. to join some of the stats? You love a wee stat. I love a wee stat. So, Go for it. Okay, so uh, let's start off. US Open then, so this is some of the stats. Driving distance, first for driving distance, Mr McIlroy. Mr McIlroy is correct 318 yards pretty much yeah. 317.8 or whatever. and you did not use a lot of drivers right no there? 318 yards uh fairways hit Mr McElroy was over 50% somewhere around 60 I reckon nearly 70% so like that's another that's so it's good okay but it's tied 32nd so, so he, he just shows you it was 32nd in fairways hit so that's yeah. you know, so, so even though he was number one in driving distance yeah. you know uh, Brooks Koepka and Gary Woodland were both tied fifth for driving distance at 311 yards so they didn't really have to bomb it out there yeah. too much Uh number one for fairways hit. now I did give you a clue earlier on that he doesn't use a driver <laughs> Mr. Stenson. Stenson, eighty three point nine percent. So eighty four percent fairway Yet he was wasn't really anywhere in the. Yeah, no. He, he, he yes. He, he he sort of he, he finished inside the top ten. You know, yeah. I think he end up, you know, yeah, along so. with the likes of John Ramp. But you know, it just shows you it's it's all about the whole game. Yeah.
1: And know. I think I think in particular around that course, it it, it even though it was set up quite fair, well, you know, the setup was better than it has been for some of those other US. I like Um, I want to see them getting a the kicking. You, you do like I it, do when like the greens are like in, yes. like hard board and you can't hold a putt and you no. can't stop the balls on them exactly but it was very much a case of you know you had to put it into the fairway to have any chance so length wasn't really well the rough wasn't as penal
0: as it could have been okay it wasn't it wasn't great but it wasn't yeah. as rough as it could have been but. yeah here so who else was uh, number one for fairways hit tying with Henrik Stenson who used his three-wood off the tee this guy used his driver off the tee eighty three point nine three percent accuracy Wow and it'll uh, not even be on your radar. You won't even have a clue. You We're see, I'd have said automatically somebody like Chez Reevek. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. Graham McDowell? No. Uh, and uh, Graham's relatively accurate off the tee. G GMAC was 15th in Fairways Hit. Quantum. He was tied first. And he's an amateur. Hovland? Hovland was first. He's, in, he's a good character. In, he, he's going to be amazing. He's some golfer, isn't he? So an amateur tied like first tank. Fairways Hit. He's built like a rugby player, not a golfer. Using his driver too. So oh. GMAC fifteen. By the
1: way, he's turned pro already. Oh, has he And his first tournament is this week, the Traveller's ah, Championship. So
0: after the US. Yeah. Well, no, very so good. So
1: thank you very much, everybody. There's the <laughs> silver medal. I'm out of here <laughs> to right. earn the big bucks.
0: Uh, tied 22nd, Woodland, uh, Brooks Kapka. Again, tied in a stat. They were tied 5th for Driving wow. Accuracy. They're tied 22nd for Fairways Hit. Wow. And Rory was 32 as I said. Greens and regulation. Oh, oh. Kapka. He was best in that 75%. Man. Second, Woodland. So it kind of. two were just so Yes, tight. but it kind of then shows you that it really boils down to getting your irons on the green and, and holding the pot. he who was ahead in the putting stats? Who was ahead in the putting? Woodland, but he was only tied 19th. But he still <coughs> ahead of Kapka. But he was still ahead, yeah. That's First brilliant. and second BK and Woodland. Third, in greens and regulation, Hovland. Oh. So he was first in fairways hit, third in greens and regulation. If that guy doesn't rip it up in the next two years, yeah. I'd be very surprised. Yeah I think uh, he's Norwegian isn't he? Norwegian. Throw, but he's, he's not a big bomber. You know yeah. he was like just under 300 yards yeah, yeah. average driving distance. But for terms of fairways and greens, cheapish. Oh. Shane was nineteenth, G Mac was twenty seventh in GIR and Rory was fifty four. Yeah. Sixty percent. Basically Greens in regulation, which for Rory yeah. isn't good. But his putting stats you said were very good? Putting stats he was tied seventh. The one day that let him down was the Saturday. Okay. So we had an average of one point four four putts per hole. The other days, but one point six one on the yeah. Saturdays. So Saturday let him down yeah. a bit. First for putting was Webb Simpson. Second was jo- Justin Rose. Uh-huh. Seventh was Rory, and Woodland was nineteenth with GMAC. mac So it just shows you that it, it was a golf course that that, that really you needed all fast. All, of, all yeah. of them, pretty much. Yeah, the you one, you know, one you could maybe get away with was a bit of the driving. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> have to be overly long. Yeah, you know not necessarily you know the two boys because Revy was able to stay there and he's a short dinner. yeah so the, the two boys were tied 22nd for yeah. fairways hit so you didn't even have to be that accurate off the tee and still mm. do well it was the greens and regulation and the putting yeah. that really Yeah. So. well
1: I think I think you're talking about Brooks sir, and, and Gary Woodland's statistical narrative. we did say beforehand that before the event started you couldn't have looked past Brooks Gebka and he nearly did he,
0: he nearly did on the last day now that's like when i went to bed just after those first five he holes he is just a machine four under after five jeepers what a machine he is
1: came on ricky Elliott was probably rubbing his hands oh. i can retire can you imagine can
0: you imagine if he had it, like three it's just like mental but it would have been a brilliant story coming to royal port rush as well it's going to be a brilliant story coming to royal port rush anyway <laughs> yeah do you know part, what i mean yeah, yeah. four-time major the, winner look, the, rocks up with his local caddy oh you know, yeah yeah we've bit a pressure there i'm telling you g mac and Capcom, final group, final day. <laughs> and finally... <coughs> and Hoveland. <laughs> finally, Tiger Woods, who never really featured, um,
1: looked to be carrying his back a wee toady bit. Looked to be a bit he, he, injured.
0: Looked, he did look fragile now. That yeah. on, the, on the Thursday, I thought he's walking very gingerly. Very
1: very careful. Yeah, yeah Now he does walk very slow anyway that's his no, way. No but
0: you could see that he was
1: just not, yeah. there was no pressure in the walk. And I think at the I mean? last day the strap and all in the back as well. Yeah. But and I think it was one of the US commentators didn't take too long to say he doesn't think Tiger, unless it's 75 degrees and humid, he doesn't think Tiger's going to be a factor at, the open, at Royal Port Rush <laughs> at the Open
0: and Tiger himself then the end was asked, was asked that. Uh-huh. So, so so Tiger was asked as well, here's the clip. I've only played as far north as I've ever played as County Down, so
2: uh, I've never been up to Port Rush and I, I'm looking forward to getting up there and, and taking a look at the golf course and Know, try to figure it out. And I was, I was telling Tim over here, you know, I, I hope that my practice rounds are are such that we get different wins, especially on the golf course I've never played, and to get a, a different feel for how it, it could play for the week. And um, definitely going to have to do my homework once once I get there. Have any of the Northern Irish guys been giving you any advice? <laughs> uh, I, I know Ricky's not giving me any, any advice.
0: You know, he's he's saving all for for Brooksy. So regional qualifying.
1: Yes. Okay. So. As we did say, it's, it's, you can, various ways of getting in fire world rankings, and GMAX case, via the, read, the Open Qualifying Series. Yep. The old-fashioned way is, you book yourself into one of these qualifying events, and you play your way for a couple of places into final qualifying. Right, where do I put my name down? Uh, too late, unfortunately. Do you have, have to you break a <laughs> hundred? You have to have a certain level, but there are lots of amateurs play. A lot of scratch amateurs will be playing. Okay. There's always one in Ireland, and the next one is coming up on the 24th of June at County Louth Golf Club. Okay. Okay. Now, in total, there's 13 events. There's 1,400 competitors. Wow. And the one in County Life, surprisingly enough, has attracted a big, big field. Half the Irish region. PGA pros are playing in it. A load of amateurs are playing in it. But I've got a few interesting names. Okay. Colin Campbell's playing. Yep. Dermy McElroy, obviously enough. As you'd expect. Gareth Shaw. Yes. Yes, who, by the way, two-time North Ireland champion. And resident Crop at Yep. Reeve Whitson, They obviously as well, and, uh, from from right, our County Down. Mr. Tom McKibben, his We're name is I've heard of Tom. Snooker player, Sean Murphy. Right. He's going to try and qualify. And what does he play us? He must be a very good must amateur, be very no amateur. Good, yeah, yeah. And finally, Royal Put Professional. Gary McNeil. He's down to try and get a qualified <laughs> wow. place. That'll be that so sto- be be story. So what happens is there's a thirteen thirteen venues. and um, they don't decide until the day how many places go out of each. Okay. It could be as little as two or three. Yeah. And then you go forward to final qualifying where some of the professionals and all the big ten guys get into as well. And then there's once again there's only two or three places. With 1400 competitors, how yeah. many places in total? What? Over over the course of the 13 venues, I would say if there's any more, about 25, 26, 30. It all depends on the day. They make a decision on
0: well, the day. Well, yeah, it's still yeah, okay. The, the odds are, <laughs> are pretty steep, yeah. but you know, 30 places Gary is Gary He
1: plays his way under Rob Portrush. There you go. That's a story. Now with the US Open out of the way the Tours are back in action MJ on the European Tour it's a BMW International
0: in Germany Paul Dunn Gavin Moynihan and Michael Hoyer due to take it up uh, It's the Andalusia Costa del Sol match play on the Challenge Tour this week JR Galbraith Robin Dawson and Rory McGee are all down to play By the way special mention for Cormac Sharvin, who finished third last time out at the Haute de France Pas du Calais Golf Why did I get all the foreign stuff Have you noticed it? that Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cormac has now moved up to to 6th in the Challenge Tour rankings, well. He's done really yeah, well. Yeah. keep that going. On U.S. 2, the Travellers Championship
1: is on. Park Harrington and Seamus Parr are in action. And there's another Ladies Major this week. Mm-hmm. They're always seems to be Ladies Majors. They seem to have about... Just Majors. 12 of them all the time. It it. It's a KPMG Women's PGA Championship at Hazeltine. And Leona Maguire and Stephanie Meadow are in the
0: field. Now, as we mentioned a few episodes back, the Hilton-Templepatrick course is returning to something like its former glory after an unfortunate incident ruined a number of greens last year uh, last week we were up playing and Paul caught up with Eamon of Golf Eamon Logue uh, to hear how the venue is fighting back after a difficult time So we've just finished playing the Hilton Temple Patrick today and I have to say
1: um, after a period of uncertainty after the greens were badly damaged by some treatment that went awry um, things are coming back and we're speaking to Eamon Logue here. Eamon really it's a, a credit to everybody involved at the club that The the Greens have come back so well
3: Yep, definitely Paul It was a horrible time in the club's history Uh, Having been open now 20 years this year We opened on the 1st of June 1999 Um, the treatment that was put on is it's an annual treatment to combat pawanya, pawanya is a grass we try to keep out of the greens, it's just essentially a weed Um, and what it does is that if if it was to take over the greens it would cause the disruption during the winter where we would have to hollow greens and would cause impact on the playability of the greens so uh, we've prided ourselves on the ability to keep pawanya out of the greens on all that time uh, this year well in April 2018 treatment that, as we say, is an annual treatment was applied, it didn't go the way it was expected to, causing um, 100% grass loss on eight, our first eight greens, and with varying degrees of damage on the following 10 greens. So that and all culminated in us uh, having to close at our first eight greens to provide temporary greens um, on the 20th of uh, July. 2018, and they remain closed until mid-March this year. So uh, it was eight months of of not great experiences. You can imagine we had uh, we lost a lot of business. We lost a few members. um, Some of who thankfully have come back, but we lost. a reputation amongst the groups and societies and people that would be regular players here just weren't um, too keen to come and play ten full greens and eight temporary so it was understandable and um, it's not a place we'd like to revisit again and certainly um, we want to put things in, in place uh, to obviously offset that uh, and to make sure to ensure the fact that we don't go back into that position again and I believe,
1: Eamon, that um, I suppose in reaction to that, that having spent the money to get the Greens back up and running, um, the, the, the club and the, sort of the, the whole venue here is going to spend a bit more equip- money now on equipment to, to get everything, the whole place, back up to the standards that this place has always been known for. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And, and to get back to where we are now at the minute, um, we've invested somewhere in the reason of a quarter of a million. In order to recover the, the, the 18 greens, 8 of which were badly affected, the other 10, uh, which are were are, all showed signs of full recovery. We were really lucky we didn't have to relay the greens. We did a very quick test on them as a watercress test as advised by the STRI. The experts came in to help us. Uh, which thankfully they said, listen, your your greens don't need to be uh, re- lifted and re-laid, so re- you're, you're actually, you're in a good place. So we got to work straight away. Uh, the investment was made and we have a further investment of £200,000, uh, some of which the machinery we've, we're spending it on has arrived and it's on site on the golf course now. So, we're replacing a lot of machines that was became unreliable. It wasn't allowing the chaps to do their work on a regular basis. So uh, we're now in a great place. We, we can see the golf club um, starting to take shape. We can see the the golf course take shape. Our members are now starting to see the the benefits of what work's been done. Um, the horrible um, experience of the last eight months is now becoming a distant memory. And that um, we recently had our captain's day last Saturday, took rave reviews of the golf course. Um, and we see ourselves now in a position where uh, we're going to enjoy this summer, unlike last year. Um, we're going to enjoy it because we can see that, that um, it's taken shape. It's starting to look like have a very, very important year for Northern Ireland Golf. so we're happy to be part of it and hope that we welcome a lot of visitors too here. Now,
1: we we'll keep talking about The Open dividend, Um, and one of the questions we often say is that, is it passing parkland venues or parkland venues missing out? But we were chatting earlier and you're saying that the Open is definitely having an impact here with people looking to stay. And hopefully people starting to play a bit of golf on the back of that.
3: Without a doubt, we've had um, a lot of interest from tour operators. They've taken a sizable amount of rooms, um, almost for the full week. What we hope we'll achieve in that is um, that people will come here and stay for the four, three or four or five days they're going to have an experience of the open. But they will see the facilities that they have here at this particular hotel. And that may be enough to attract them back with the proximity to the airport. Transport is not very, it doesn't take long, 10 minutes from the airport. We do some phenomenal deals here with stay and play. Um, and I think it's going to open up a lot of people's eyes to this part of the world. Certainly, the Antrim coast is hard to be, but if they're staying further... Are closer to Belfast. Uh, certainly, people will be able to see what's on offer outside of that. Um, and it, it's we're delighted that we're that the I suppose the the, the traffic is moving further out of Portrush. They, they're restricting what they can hold their accommodation-wise and residential-wise. Whereas we're lucky, we have in Belfast now, and certainly in around Temple Patrick area, we've got an abundance of rooms that people can avail of and stay here and enjoy the, the hospitality that we are aimed to provide for them.
1: And even just finally a bit about yourself. You're uh, marking twenty years in post here. Um, you've seen um, some uh, changes around the place and some ups and downs, not least the last year or so. But um, how's your role changed, and what about your own position as a professional, a PGA professional in the in the modern golfing environment?
3: Well, it's it's a it's an interesting change, Paul, because it's gone from um, a, a part of the game that I love is teaching the game. Uh, that's essentially a, a, a turn pro to teach and play the game or play essentially then turned out to be a teacher working with some great people like Don Patterson David Jones along the line and having the PGA um, as a backup that them with further education programs uh, introducing you to some of the world's best teachers so it's been a real benefit having that facility uh, My role now has progressed from being teaching into an operations side of things, which it it was interesting. I wanted to get involved in it, just as another aspect of the game. Uh, It's a bit more computer-based. It kind of takes you off the floor sometimes where you can't go out and meet and greet people like you'd like to because you're under pressure to do emails, do reports and such like. But I see a natural progression for the PGA professional in a shop. that he has to be more active and proactive in getting people to come into the shop. So he has to almost work hand-in-hand with the secretary manager or the PR director from the golf club. Some may uh, have the benefit of having that facility. But the pro himself has to be involved actively in getting people to play the golf course. That means that he's going to get some footfall. They spend money in his shop and it's no longer a sit-behind-the-counter and hope that somebody gets people in. So... It's time that the that that um, th- they all took heed of that. If anybody's not doing it, they should be. out. You can see social media is a phenomenal thing. I've seen a lot of pros using it to brilliant benefit and to their own benefit. Um, their shops are busy, their tills are ringing, and the golf courses are busy. So it's 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 time that anybody that's not that that hasn't got involved in the club in a more uh, proactive role should start to think very seriously about doing that.
1: And in general, golf in general, um, it went through some difficult times during during recession um has it come back are you seeing um youngsters playing are you seeing people taking up the game as you would like
3: no probably the worrying thing is the junior side is, is the younger member the, the, that are i don't see we have a, a membership here of the 22 juniors um a year ago we had 50 um so that number is halved and the we get parents, saying oh I can't get him to do this. He doesn't want to leave the house. His school's tough. He wants to stay at home at the weekend. So, and then in summertime, it's the the games that they can have access to now on TV and you know, other. Playstations. And it seems to be a worrying effect. It certainly is here. I'm not sure if all golf clubs are experiencing that same kind of downfall in the junior side of memberships. As regards full memberships and 5 day membership or other categories, there's certainly a lot more scrutinizing going on as to how much golf they'll get and is it value for money. We had, in all the, the 20 years that I've been here, this was the first temporary green we ever had. And Temple Patrick was last year, uh, unforced. Um, so it... Um, for us, it was playability. We were able to offer a golf course playable 12 months a year. Um, a lot of golf courses can't do that with the construction of greens, drainage and such. Like. We were able to do that because we had the USGA spec greens, drainage and the fairways and the tees was phenomenal. So um, if people were joining a golf club, how much money am I going to get? Can I play the golf course six months a year? Can I play it 12 months a year? And you, you don't need to work out which one they were going to choose if they were paying a membership. So we see it starting to um grow and to boost and the better that we can produce the golf course I think we're going to see a lot more people come knocking on the door and asking us about um, the rates and what, what the benefits will be for membership here so um, I'm hoping it's good. I would love to see the junior side of the game grow. We need a couple of um, role models. Rory's for the men Tiger, Leona and Stephanie for the girls and um, Olivia Mahaffey unfortunately is going to miss the world amateur this week down in County down with a with a wrist injury but they, they're both sides of the of the, the The golf world need a role model and they need somebody to generate some interest for the kids. But I hope that happens sooner rather than later.
0: Some more amateur news, Mr Kelly?
1: Yes, the Women's Amateur Championship was held at Royal County Down last week. Unfortunately the Irish players didn't make big impact, they got knocked out in the last 32 trail,
0: including Paula Grant. Um, the tournament was won by England's Emily Toy. The Amateur Championship is currently being held at Port Marnock and the island. This is the British Amateur Championship. Yes, you're not allowed to call it the British Amateur Championship. Oh, right. It's a bit like the Open Championship. Okay, you just call it the <laughs> Amateur, amateur championship. championship. So it's the Amateur Championship and uh, um, <coughs> it's, it's one, of, like this is This, this is, is the creme de crème This is America. serious, we're <laughs> talking here. Uh, there are 288 competitors from all over the world playing in this. The final round of qualifying is today as we speak which just is the Wednesday the Tuesday. with the leading Tuesday? Oh, Tuesday, we're Tuesday, okay, we it's it's Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. yeah. With the leading 64 players progressing to the match play stages. Now, you've just had to be nosy at yep. some of the scores of the local players. Yep. How are we doing? Because Tom McKibben from this parish yeah, yep. is playing. Yep. Uh, lots of Irish are playing. Yep. Conor it's Purcell. Unfortunately,
1: it's not looking great for in terms of qualifying. At the moment, qualifying is going to be around... 4 over par. Okay. Only 64. 288 and 64. And was it around in each or two rounds? Yes, around in each. Okay, yeah. Just yep. split across. Um, Tom finished two rounds on 275s. Okay. He
0: Which was is what,
1: 7. <laughs> Uh, seven over. Seven over. Seven yeah. over, okay. He beat Connor Purcell. Alright.
0: I per- uh, just in terms of in stroke terms play. In terms of stroke play. Yeah yeah. Connor's
1: unfortunately he's missed a cut. He's now eight over. So what was the cut? Four over? Cut at the minute was around four over. It's it's not finished. We're playing, recording. They'll still be reco- they'll still be playing they'll be playing the dark nearly in the rain. In the rain. Okay. Um so we've got them but playing away. It looks like at the minute only about three Irish players are going to qualify. Including her old mate, Kaelin Rafferty, oh from right, Dundalk okay. Golf yeah, Club. Yeah. Which, maybe when you think about it, isn't a bad turnout. 288
0: yeah. competitors. And you get three in the final 64 so the cut is at 64 64 wow
1: yeah 64 in ties 64 so Tom ties.
0: In, conter- in terms of the other elite Irish squad that are playing yeah, he's been- Tom has done incredibly well
1: yeah yeah, for, for he, a 16 year he'd, old he'd probably be one of the know, what, I don't know age wise what he is he, he's 16 he, no in terms of <laughs> who else is playing like there was a girl played in the, women, in the women's Amateur, there up at Rocking, now who's fourteen. Wow! And she did very well she get to the latter wow. stages. So I don't know, you
0: know, in terms of, but, in, but he's, it's not bracketed in age. No, it's not bracketed. No, age. So T- really age against against 16 yeah, year yeah, against, very against well. college players. In America yeah, yeah. So he's playing, playing for well. he's playing against the playing against amateur elites. Yeah, but oh yeah. he's done very well. So fantastic. He beat
1: the likes of Robbie Cams, former Irish Irish Close champion. He's done better than for Colin Campbell who had a very bad dead yeah. foot back today so another wee tick in the box for tom in terms of development yeah not this year good. not this one but you know, get there. next year. all right i'm talking about people developing the irish women's close championship is on at woodbrook golf club this week it's just mental isn't it? this time of year things go mental okay.
0: stuff. Even with crap weather yeah
1: lurgan's annabelle wilson she's back in action after a long layoff because of her dreaded a level example two months <laughs> off there <laughs>
0: sure tom would doing the exactly. gcse's exactly. you not know? so. And that's it. And Jake? that's it for episode 68. It's short and sweet today because we're not in our usual house. Uh, we're down here at the uh, Teaching Academy at Hollywood Golf Club. Hope that's we can hear some of, of the sound effects. The cracking away going on the background. Uh, uh, well, probably uh, the week after the Irish Open is when we're going to be back. I think we'll be back then. You're going down to the hinge. I'm going down to the Hinch. I'll get some content. So Paul's going down to the Hinch for the Irish Open. So we'll watch all that. he gets get some video, get yeah. some audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put something together for that. And then, of course, it's the Open champion, and The That open is it. Champion. So next back, time I'm well
1: back, push. we'll be talking Irish Open. we will be previewing the Open Championship, and it's hard to imagine. Did you see the tweet the Open Championship people put out just around the weekend there? Which one in particular? Five years it's been since the
0: since you announced they announced it. the form announced. We all knew a well, but so the form the, announced it. The five, five years, years is nearly up. Isn't it mad? the five years of waiting. It's is a is bit near. like Christmas. Here, I noticed there's a big thing on up uh, at RP tomorrow. It's. Um, social it, media thing? Like, yeah like a social media event where they've brought over some of the the big social media yeah. golfers like Rick Shields yeah. and uh, what you, Eric, what do you call your man? Eric uh, Von something. Lang- so, uh, uh, Anders, yeah. that fella. Right. <laughs> the guy with the nice hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all these social media golfers, yeah. so they're obviously going to be filming like a links challenge, there'll so there'll be plenty of content on the on the tinternet and on YouTube from Royal Portrush over the next I would say couple of weeks. Uh, of course we covering it as well, covering it as well, so whatever you're up to. Are we going to do a dog? daily
1: podcast, so we Are going to try? A what? A daily podcast during the open chapter. I think we probably could. I wrap
0: up with the. I end think of we Dev could probably do a wrap up of you know, yeah. of uh, of color. and yep. You know what we'll we see to. and what what's going on and yeah. the we'll inside get track a bit different from the report. Yeah, as one. opposed to the reporting, we'll do yeah. a bit more color. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that. Uh, but as I say, in the meantime, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll probably have an Irish Open uh, episode as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, enjoy your golf, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.